Welcome to Rise Lunchtime Talks. For those who don't know us, Rise is an NGO who focuses on family strengthening, no matter how families are formed. Rise is made up of a multidisciplinary team who believe that through building resilience and being strength focused, we can improve the lives of children and families. To find out more, visit arisefamily.org. I'm your host, Danny Rusaji, and today we have Robin Jacobs, our clinical psychologist and family center manager, as well as Alexa Russell Matthews senior social worker, play therapist, and adoption support manager. Welcome back, ladies, to our fourth episode on Arise Lunchtime Talks. Welcome back, Robin and Alexa. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Well, thanks. We're doing good. Mostly okay. good, mostly tired, mostly good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I feel like that's... Is that's that how parenting goes? <laughs> I think so, but also autumn. Like, it's, yes. you know, it's the first hump. Yes. We're in the Northern Hemisphere. We're going on holidays, guys. Yeah. Well, we're going into winter now, so... I know. Yeah. Not the same. Okay. <laughs> cool. We're going to dive right into this discussion. Um, a lot of people have asked us around in our adoption support spaces, as well as at our family center, around how do you partner well in parenting? Um, so this could be even if you're a single parent and you are partnering with grandparents or someone living in the home with you or who's ever your support system really, how do you partner well? So I think my first question really is, do you have to do things the same to be an effective parent? Unequivocally, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't marry a carbon copy of myself. <laughs> we, um, you know, we we are very different and sharpen each other in many ways. <laughs> Parenting is just one of them, mm. and so we've had to learn to talk more and communicate more around something that is important to us, but which we fail at a lot. <laughs> uh, I think definitely not exactly the same way, because also that doesn't really prepare our children for the big wide world out there. Mm-hmm. But I think the ethos needs to be the yeah. same. I think if your ethos isn't the same, I'm thinking about um, an example would be discipline. Okay. So if you've got one parent that's more predisposed to shouty and quite quick to want to revert to to punitive measures or, you know, the the consequences straight away without necessarily the understanding, that can get quite confusing, I think, and can feel like the other one is undermining the other one consistently. And I think that is one of the things. I think the ethos needs to be the same or the parenting philosophy. Somehow we need to find each other. You know, if we don't practice it exactly the same because we're different people. Right. And I agree. I mean, my, my husband and I have come from very different backgrounds in terms of our parenting and our natural parenting style of, yeah. is very different. But we agree on a fundamental philosophy of parenting mm-hmm. and the values and, um, you know, what we aspire our parenting to look like. Yes. And our journey of how we get there is yes. different. But we're both headed in the same direction. I do think that that's yeah, I think for me, one of the hardest things in this is recognizing that different isn't wrong. It's different. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'm the only person. I, I remember getting home one day and saying, have you done this? Have you done this? How are things going? And 
and he was like, none of them died, Alexa. I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not about them dying or staying alive. This is about like, who are we raising as adults? Yes. And it, it, no, we've had to learn to navigate those conversations. Yes. Yeah. And I think probably will as our children grow. Yeah. Because there's certain things he's far more laid back about than I am. And there's some things that I'm just like, our children need more space that they, and so it's also finding the balance um, in our partnership. I mean, to be um, fair, if our husbands are listening to this episode, I do know that it's not easy being married to no, us. No. So, I mean, when we they, together, I know they have said that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Randall, and Don and Charles, we, we do apologize. And I hope your support group is going well. <laughs> so, I mean, the next following question is how do you get to to be on the same page in terms of your philosophy of parenting. Like, how does that come about? So if you are a single parent with grandparent support or if you're married or, you know, how do you get there? So you're deciding to have this mm-hmm. child. How do you decide, okay, I'm going to use gentle parenting technique or this is the way we're going to do discipline or this is the way we're going to do school this is the this is the school we want how do you how do you start that uh communication i guess <laughs> so we had i think the same way that i don't get that you can't prepare for every single eventuality i'm like no. i'm not i think that's a bit unrealistic and sets ourselves up for failure mm-hmm. from the start but i think the same way that I'm hoping the majority of people that are in relationships, we advocate for pre-marriage counseling to talk through, like what are your expectations or of a relationship or even as a single parent, what are your expectations of your support system? Like, what does that look like? How do you want to manage discipline? And how do you talk about it when you do it differently? I think those are yeah. conversations that need to, they almost need to be dynamic conversations that happen ongoing. Mm. And I know in our home, uh, we do an audit where my children are allowed to, so my youngest is a little bit too small to do this all. But my oldest is very clear. We do an audit about what are we doing well and where are we going wrong. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in our parenting. We check in with each other every now and then about like where can you see shifts, where can you see blind spots. Mm-hmm. And it's horribly hard. And I have a very gracious and kind husband. <laughs> um, far more gracious and kind often than I am because mm-hmm. I'm more of a perfectionist than he is on this. But I think that's been one of the ways that we've done it to say, actually, I, I'm not comfortable when this and this happens. Mm-hmm. But to do it in a way that doesn't undermine him in front of the children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's that's, that's quite a tricky part sometimes, especially when in the moment I'm feeling reactive, the children are reactive, and he's reactive. Mm. Then, and I can light the fuse. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I think you you bring up a, a, a good point. I don't think. I mean, I know sometimes life just happens, and yeah. sometimes it ends up like, okay, now we're pregnant, now we have this child, and now you got to figure out as the baby is getting to be two years old, and there's some more boundaries that needs to be put in place. Is having not having that conversation in the heat of that moment. Yeah. So, for example, if you know your husband or partner is yelling at your child, and you go, "That's not the way I want to parent." That is not the time to have that conversation right so it it really is finding the time we go we need to sit down and really talk about how are you going to do this parenting thing yeah or with grandparents even you know where we are not using what we were raised with like some of the way that we were raised Mm. is not how we advocating for parenting nowadays Mm. and so how do we in an honoring and respectful way communicate that to aunties uncles grandparents Mm. because i think too quickly Otherwise, it becomes this alienation thing, which is also not helpful, I think. Look, and I think the these conversations are also not a one-off, and now you mm-hmm. are on the same page. Um, certainly for us, they've been 
a number of conversations over a number of years. Um, some of them we had before we had kids. What religion were we going to raise them? Yeah, yeah. Um, we had our first fight about schools, <laughs> um, single sex or co-ed, uh, when we were on different sides of that argument. <laughs> yeah. And you know those sort of things. And then when when we were pregnant and we were starting to think about these things, it was around um, what does it look like in terms of work hours and workload, and um, you know what did we want for our child? Mm. Um, as they've gotten older, it's it's moved more into other spaces, and and you know it's now at the point where we are able to go. Okay, um, it was once we were parents, I think that we were able to figure out what our natural parenting style was. I mean, when you're in the moment, then you, you kind of figure out how much mm. of your own parenting, mm. you or your own way you were parented, you reenact in various Those ways. Mirrors, yeah, completely. Um, and it's it's been you know multiple discussions over m- multiple years where we've come to a point of going. Okay, we want this is. The research that we've done this is what we aspire mm. to and so now it's much easier because mm. we we know where we're going or would like to go mm. and we're more able to then go okay well i messed up here or i'm not happy with how you're doing yeah. this yeah. and have those conversations um, we've just enrolled for a parenting course that we're going to be doing together over the next 10 weeks oh wow that's amazing um, that is amazing uh, yeah, I, where do you guys find the time <laughs> i would say that the best time to do this has been um, plan an international move but yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean it was one of those things it's like well we need to make time for this I think yeah. that's a big like, we need yeah. to make time for this because this is important mm. um, and my son is turning six and you know yeah. time goes quickly yes, so, yes. So, and if you don't do much, that yeah. so yeah. what I hear you say is obviously we need to make goals mm-hmm. like what is it that we want what is the outcome that we yeah. want um as parents um how are we facilitating and guiding the upbringing of our child and how do we prioritize that and then also learning mm-hmm. we have to continuously learn from research and experts who have been doing this for many many years and learning how is the best way of whatever your goal is. So if that is relationship and connection, how do you do that well? Um, I mean, I think the three of us sitting around this table or the corner of this table, if we (laughs) show a picture of how we're sitting, um, it really is that we advocate for gentle and positive parenting and that connection time. And we've spoken with our partners around that and the importance of that as well. And it's been amazing for me listening to my husband Charles explain that to other people around why we've made the choices we've had. And not because I'm eavesdropping on his conversations, but he's, he's very gregarious and quite <laughs> full of life. And, and so when I hear him explaining things, he's like, you know, I've had to realize that if I'm wanting to, what am I wanting to be teachable in the moment rather than what I'm, I'm wanting to be fixed? But I think it's also talking like in a marriage or in a relationship, whether it's a mother-child relationship or a romantic relationship or just a partnership where you cohabiting so that you create a community is what are the triggers that each of us have got yeah. mm. that's the other thing that's been really helpful for us is i know there's certain things that if our children do they don't know they're triggering their dad or yeah. they don't know that they're triggering me but we can talk about what's triggering each other and so what how do we have each other's backs and yes. champion us in that moment yeah or champion the other in that moment so and how do we also help each other be held accountable to make rights so mm. you know we it's not if we get it wrong it's when we get it wrong yes what does repair look like yeah. in that space towards each other but also towards our children and I think that's part of the ethos mm, of what yes. we're modeling yeah. uh, so that, mm. that there's grace mm. actually yeah. mm. which is really hard when you know that you, you think you know what the right thing is and I don't know maybe the two of you don't struggle with that as much no. <laughs> what do you mean no Rob? we definitely do <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I've really appreciated is how um, it's something I've tried to model more as well. My husband has my back, even when I know he's disagreeing with me. Yeah. We have a united front in front of the kids. Um, yeah. And so if um, if I am upset and I am not behaving the way I want to behave, he's like, mommy's upset right now, but mommy is saying this mm-hmm. and he still has my back. Mm-hmm. And he, we can have that conversation afterwards that um, I didn't like the way you did that or perhaps we need to think about how you can walk away before you scream um you know but that's not done in front of the kids and it's not done as a way that's yeah like i said we're not splitting yeah and why is it important i think for our listeners to understand why is it important to have a united front so i completely resonate you know sometimes i'm like no they can't have the chocolate and my husband might go well they can there's no issue here but if I say no in front of the kids, my husband will say, well, mom said no. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is that important for our listeners um, so that they can understand having that united front as partners? Provides security, actually. And they know where the boundary is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know where the boundary with each other is as well, I think, with a partner. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I'm feeling undermined, the children, kids are clever. I remember doing this as a teenager. <laughs> like if there were certain things I wanted. I knew which parent to go to. And yeah. And dad, I've said sorry lots. I'm not going to say it again. When my dad was busy working and programming, if I wanted something, I knew I could just go to him and say, dad, and then go back to poor mom and say, dad said. Like, yes. which is horribly manipulative and a bit bratty. Like, I will confess that publicly yeah. now. But you had a goal. You but wanted I goal. something. I wanted something. <laughs> and I knew how to get it. And I think that if we are not clear about the boundaries we have with each other and checking in with each other, then we can inadvertently undermine yeah. our parenting mm. and the other person's parenting, actually. Mm. And so in our house, an example is I, and we, Charles and I are open about this, he would allow a lot more screen time than I do by nature. And so we've had to find a compromise on that. And so our easiest thing is to just say, let's just check in with each other. Mm-hmm. So the kids know that mommy and daddy have to agree before there can be screen time. Yes. So they will run between us and then we will talk to each other. And so we model that. Mm-hmm. And that's one way that we've had to navigate that. And that's something we practiced. What does daddy say? What does mommy say before we give an answer? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that again, we are that united front that they can't split us up. And, and that is so helpful for me. I don't feel ganged up against, or I don't, mm. you know. That. Like the bad policeman. Yes, and mm. um, that is so much better for our relationship. Yeah. When, even though I know, and I mean, there are times where I'm saying something, I'm like, I know he doesn't agree with me, but he's not going to say that in front of the kids. <laughs> it's not going to side with the children yeah. um, on this specific instance. And, and we can talk about it later. And again, so you have my back and you valuing our relationship as well, which is important. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm seeing setting up goals, prioritizing time and learning around what is the philosophy of parents that you taking on mm-hmm. and being able to communicate. So I think communicating with your partners, whatever your partners look like and whoever they are, is communicating always and effective communication mm-hmm. and timing, right? <laughs> timing, timing is key. Yeah. Um, I think that's something I found in my relationship with my husband is finding the time and the right time to have that conversation because if he's overwhelmed with work and we're having a bit of an argument we're not really liking each other in that moment or we arguing in front of the kids it's not very effective in in being united and valuing each other and they and his opinion so what do you do if you are constantly not on the same page so you know if someone is listening and they're going look I've tried talking to my partner I've tried going this is a philosophy I'd like to take and they go, no, that's not um, the way that I want to parent. What do you do? <laughs> you need a third party. Yeah. A mediator. Yeah. 
actually, but also I think that there are, I'm just thinking in my own, my own story at Arise and outside mm. of Arise, that there are just some people that aren't going to budge and shift. Mm. And so it's to find the areas that are not the deal breakers mm. to agree on. Mm. And I think that's important is what mm. are the not deal breakers. Mm. Um, but where there are things, I'm thinking specifically of things like corporal punishment, which we know from a legal point of view in South Africa is actually not supposed to be happening anymore. Yes. And yet that's still a default so often mm. because of how many of us were raised. Mm. Um, and so it's figuring that stuff out. But I think that it's also speaking to our children saying we know that mommy and daddy or mommy and granny and grandpa or mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy, we all do things a bit differently. And so this is how we do things. What are the things that we do the same? Mm-hmm. And finding that and affirming that, I think, in the process. Mm. Yeah. Because we have our individual relationships with our children and that's... Yes. That's also part of what's coming into play mm. here. So I can do something, my kids respond in one way, my husband tries the exact same thing and doesn't mm. work with them. Yes. And so it's also about recognizing, but our philosophy mm. is the same. I think that there's separate philosophies. It's like if you come in from two different worldviews, it's finding where's the commonality and mm. building strength on that, unless they're deal breakers. And then deal breakers, I think, like Robin said, need a third party yeah. to mediate. And whether that's a coach or a counselor or a psychologist or you know, a family friend, mm. you need to. Um, yeah, find some help that can help you mediate some commonality and some mm. common ground. Mm. Um, but then, I, I mean, I've also worked with families where that isn't the case, and um, often in the case of divorced parents or parents yeah. who are no longer mm. cohabiting, um, and they're coming at this from very different points of view. The kids often stuck in the middle of a very yeah. acrimonious mm. relationship. Mm. Um, and then it's, you know, my, my work with the one parent who is there and is wanting to change is around, okay, well, you need to, as far as possible, be able to, um, you don't want to break down the other partner, but kind of go, there's separate rules and we're, and you've got to try and help the child to navigate yeah. the different rules in the different spaces mm. and concentrate on your relationship with your child yeah. um, and building in these practices sure. that, and values in your home. That is extremely hard. Hugely. I mean, especially when your parents are divorced and it is not a peaceful divorce. I mean, we've seen it with our kids and um, that we work with how extremely hard that is to be able to go, well, when I'm at, you know, the one parent's house compared to the other, like having to switch yeah. constantly mm. um, as well. It's um, hard. The one parent that I know that has got what Robin described, that kind of setup said repeatedly they just want their child to have a different experience and to they're just going to be consistent in who they are yes. and let their mm. child have a different experience yes. and so that as their child grows their child can choose yes. and and, the, and i think there's been quite a lot of freedom for that parent because they've had to let go of control of what the other parent does because they yeah. cannot control that so you're only responsible for what you're responsible yeah. for and um you're showing at least not all adults are this way not yeah. all mm. ad, you know and that's mm. that's in some of these situations the best you can hope for yeah i mean first prize is definitely to be on the same page mm. and be able to figure out a way to parent to co-parent consistently consistently yeah um to put your children first but we know that this isn't a perfect world and no. that doesn't always no. happen that way well we've described that in our own homes yes. <laughs> in the last 20 minutes no so so what i hear is that you don't have to do the same things but you have to be on the same page and the philosophy that you are choosing that's so first very, prize. yeah that is first prize so in my home we've decided you know gentle parenting and positive parenting is the way we, we 
we do it and we do it differently i'm way more playful than my husband i i am an only child so imaginatory world is definitely where i can go with my kids and i can discipline in that way um so distraction and being able to you know get my kids off of that lollipop that they really want to go oh my goodness i saw something in the garden let's go let's yeah. go. We, we i i i think i saw a dragon let's go and i can use that that distraction when my husband's not like that at all but he will rather have that conversation this is why we're not doing it and the answer still no what else can we do what else can we find um to come up with a, a common understanding and agreement and sometimes that doesn't happen and your kids are going to cry and that's okay um and then when you aren't on the same page it's seeking that help alexa you you kind of spoke on deal breakers i kind of want to unpack that how do you know what is a deal breaker for you in the relationship that you have i think deal breakers are things that are bordering on where there's a level of almost abuse coming in where we stop we as parents regardless of whether our philosophies are the same place or not need to be the safe people for our children mm. if we are physically using violence to and remember discipline is about discipling is the root word mm. is growing children into adults mm. so if our form of discipline is actually punishment and consequences that is harmful that would be a deal breaker mm. uh, and it can be a verbal thing where maybe the one parent just withdraws and is silent towards the child and disregards the child and you know for weeks at a time i'm not talking about a space where i i put myself in time out every so often where i'm like i, I don't want to be the, the shanty smacking mom <laughs> so i've got to walk away so that i can get my anger under control because that's modeling yes and it's not if i need to do that it's when i need to do that because you know there's no ifs really in these conversations yes. it's when it's when So deal breakers for me are things like that where we're exposing children to risk and we're compromising their safety, their security and their development. Mm. I think those for me are the three, those would be deal breakers for me. Mm. Deal breakers are things like where I'm thinking of some of the examples that we saw during COVID where parents were exposing their children to high levels of risk and then putting them back in their homes. Yeah. Um between parents that's just disrespectful. Mm. So, you know, and it's all you driving around without a seatbelt on your child mm. or putting your child on a quad bike without a helmet mm. things like that where safety actually comes into play those are deal breakers mm. but if it's a case of in our house we eat supper at six o'clock in your house you eat supper at half past seven the children are still in bed at half past eight that's not a deal breaker that's a different routine yes uh, if you allow three hours of screen time that's supervised monitored and again safe with security measures in place and in my house they only have an hour of screen time as an example that's not a deal breaker mm. that's a different philosophy around what you believe about stuff or how you need to cope at yeah. a particular moment yeah that's no, not sure. deal breakers deal breakers for me are safety security and what it's going to compromise or not compromise the child's development yes i don't know if you want to add anything Robin. no i think you covered it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so. it is always important um that we i mean as professionals i think it's always important that children are safe and secure um and that we want every child to thrive mm-hmm. in their families and it only works when parents and if we talk about effective parenting no matter what your partnerships are looking like is to be able to communicate together mm-hmm. and be consistent yes. consistency is the key and you're not going to see a change in your children's behavior in that moment once you start using a new technique 
technique. Um, I wish it was so, but it's not. It's going to take three to six to eight months to see the effectiveness of being consistent together and communicating with your partner. Um, it is extremely difficult if you are partnering um, with a grandparent because sometimes they know better than you. Um, but again, it's that communication and putting boundaries in. What is a deal breaker for you? I think having that conversation so that when it happens, that person already knows and kind of is warned and by advice. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that kind of is that, you know, um, the grandparents in my life is very, very involved. But when I was pregnant, we already had the conversation, knowing that the grandparents were going to be very involved in our kids' life, going, this is how we are choosing to parent and these are our boundaries. Um, which is not an easy conversation. No. So what we're asking you to do is not easy. Mm. I, I think we need to be very clear yeah. of Especially that. Especially because it's a parent-child dynamic. Yes. And then you become the parent-child, yes. managing your yes. own parent, mm. and your parent feels like it's, there's a role shift that happens. Yes. Like yeah. change is never, like change might be great, but it's no. never always easy. And I think as well with parenting, you don't know until you are parenting yeah. where you go, oh my goodness that thing i just said i remember my mother saying to me or oh my goodness what is going on and then being able to notice triggers and i i don't think even now if my husband didn't go whoa i think he overreacted there where's that coming from i think we need those people in our lives to Mm -hmm. ask but it isn't easy when someone's holding a mirror up to you either so again that grace and that and humility because it's about being teachable and saying actually i got really wrong yes not just to our partners but also to our children completely completely because that's the repair and that isn't because pride also gets in the way and i think the way we have all been parenting is like authority is right and you know you never apologize to a child um and that's something i'm definitely trying to do more Mm -hmm. is when i do have those grumpy days and i am a little bit more louder in the house and I'm <laughs> shouting I do sometimes stop and go actually mommy's in a grumpy mood and the one day actually it was two days ago um I, I shouted at my eldest child and he turned around he's like mommy I think you're very grumpy today do you need do you need a coke because <laughs> I am addicted to to drinking coca-cola and so <laughs> I think I need to make that clear um and so he was very much like can I pour you a glass of coke that's quite a sweet response it yeah. is Actually, what is mom's need? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what is behind the behavior? Yes. <laughs> Children are social workers. <laughs> I think that the um, you know what you were saying with the the act of making repair with our children, of apologizing to them, or talking to them about when mm-hmm. we when we've messed up, has been um, one of the most freeing bits of all of this for me mm-hmm. because. I'm like I'm not getting this right and I'm like I can remember kind of going at one point well what's the point because I'm just failing at this so miserably maybe I should just pack it all in and just be the authoritative parent that I naturally am um, and deal he can deal with the the fallout of that as an adult um, and I think it's it was recognizing that actually the repair is is so important yes um, and doesn't matter that I'm well I mean it matters that I'm messing up but and I'm trying to mess up less which hence the books and the courses um, but it's around the repair hmm. is you know is the pivotal bit and that bit I could do yeah yeah um, you know yeah great 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's always so helpful to also know that you're not alone in mm-hmm. this. <laughs> um, yes. And um, yeah, in terms of, you know, how do you be an effective parent with your partner is so important. And again, it's working on your relationship with that partner, whoever mm-hmm. your partner is in helping you parent. And again, being on the same page with your parenting philosophy. And for those of you who's like, I don't even know what my parenting <laughs> philosophy is, you know, please. Um, you know, we have a whole list of resources that we are reading. In fact, our whole staff is, has done a whole reading club where we're reading different books. And if you're interested in what are those books are, please engage with us. Um, email us on info at arisefamily.org. Visit our website at arisefamily.org. Um, and you'll be able to see what we're up to, how we're reading, and maybe helping, guiding you in terms of what your parenting philosophy is. Or otherwise, Google, there's you know a lot of resources online workshops as robin is doing um and so it is so important to equip ourselves with the knowledge that is out there um and having support talk to other parents what are they doing how do they find it helpful um yeah and so we wish you good luck on your parenting journeys um and join us next time and our next episode in episode five um and please engage with us let us know what you want to hear from us and we will be able to sit around this corner of the table (laughs) and have a conversation around that so thank you for next time enjoy the rest of your day